0: Hi, I'm Aurora, and I'm Destiny, and this is the Discovering Healing Podcast. We want this to be a safe space where we can discuss all things mental health and recovery. Our goal is to help break the stigma around mental health challenges and bring you along on our recovery journeys. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. We just want to quickly apologize for our break that we took. We had a lot of things going on in our lives separately and then just scheduling issues, there was a hurricane, I couldn't record, and then Destiny had stuff going on, so we are back this week, and from here on out, we'll be back again every week, so we are very excited. Yes. All right, so hello, Destiny. How are you today?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Um, today, I know you wanted to talk about how you've been struggling a bit, kind of have a raw and open discussion, so tell me what's been going
1: on. So basically, the progress that I've made, um, I think I've made it as far as I have since August 31st. And as we're recording this, it's October 19th right now, Mm -hmm. and it's been nothing new.
0: So you've just been basically within that same radius that you were in back
1: then? Yeah, and it's not like it's easy yet. Yeah. I mean, the things that I did in the beginning that are like 30 seconds from my house are nothing now, but... Mm -hmm. The stuff on, like, the outer edge of the radius is still difficult. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, in hindsight, you
0: haven't been working on recovery for that long. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, in uh, the grand scheme of things, it's only been a few months. So I think you're being a little bit hard on yourself when it comes to the difficulty that you're dealing with right now. I think you need to be a little bit easier on yourself and... You also want to remember that the goal isn't for things to get easier. The goal is for you to do them no matter how hard they feel, you know, what you're doing. So you're doing, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in all honesty. You just need to, now it's time for you to branch out and do more. Right. And And I think that's just gotten
1: so hard now that I'm kind of living life. Like I, I have things that I have to do every single day that involve, going outside and Mm driving places Mm -hmm. and it's like to find time on top of that it's exhausting
0: yeah and it's it's almost like you've made a little bit of what drew calls the acceptable bubble like you're doing the necessary things like I know you're still doing the school pickup and drop off whatever for your sister Um, I know you're like doing restaurants and stuff that are close to your house but you just haven't made that push yet Right.
1: Yeah. So, why do you think that is? It just feels like I haven't gotten the willingness, or that I lost it. Like in the beginning, I was so willing to feel these horrible things. I looked forward to exposure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and now it's just like. So say that I go five minutes from my house, and I want to push it to six. It's like, I you know realistically it's doable, but then mm-hmm. once I'm that whole five minutes. That I'm going out. It's like. It becomes too much for me. To know that I have to go another minute. Is it really too much? Or do you just think it's too much? I just think it's too much. And I recognize that.
0: Yeah. Well I mean. It's good that you recognize it. Because you know. Like logically you know that you can do it. It's just. What happens when you. Hit that barrier. Like when you hit that five minutes. That. Radius. What happens when you try to go outside of it?
1: I would call it an overwhelming awareness of where I am in that moment. Like how far I am from my house. Mm -hmm. And then it's like DPDR kicks in. And at the same time, it's just, it's hard to describe. I'm sure you understand, but...
0: Oh, absolutely. I absolutely understand. I mean, I've been dealing with, I told you the other day I had a panic attack and like the past few days since then, I can feel the avoidance wanting to creep back in and I'm not letting it, but I can feel it. It's there. I'm just not, I'm not going to go listen to its call, but I totally understand because once you hit that point where you feel like you're overwhelmed and you are like, super sensitized and that, uh, that damn DPDR. I swear. I always say like, if DPDR was not a symptom that I dealt with, I don't think I would have panic disorder, honestly, because I can handle all the other stuff and I can handle
1: DPDR. Don't get me wrong.
0: I know it's not actually hurting me, but oh my God, does it
1: suck? Oh my, I know. And it's like, when it happened to me before, the first time it happened to me was probably Like two years ago, and I had no idea what it was. I just, Mm -hmm. it was like textbook DPDR. And now, when I started this journey, that wasn't something I dealt with. Like it was like, it's been a long time since it happened. And now Mm -hmm. it's kicking in, and I know what it is. So it feels different, but Mm -hmm. it's still crippling. It's really scary. And for our
0: listeners who maybe don't know what DPDR is, like maybe if they haven't listened to, our other episodes. Do you kind of just want to give a brief explanation of what that is?
1: Yeah. So it's depersonalization and derealization. It's basically what it sounds like. It's you know you feel like you're out of your body. You feel like you're not in control of your body. Kinda. You feel like nothing is real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When it first happened to me, like that's exactly what it was. I was like, literally, nothing is real. Like right now, like this is a simulation. Mm-hmm. I'm nothing is real. Like my body is not mine. And. Mm-hmm. And now for me, it's just been almost, so it's like, I get the DPDR and I feel like nothing is real, but then also I get these, I guess they're intrusive thoughts where like, the world is just going to shut off right now. I like, get, I'm oh going to transport to oh. a different
0: dimension. Destiny, literally, I know exactly what you're talking oh about. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> the fact that you just said that is mind blowing because I know for myself, I have DPDR the worst when I'm driving, which is like really scary because you want to feel in control when you're driving. Right. And DPDR makes you feel like you're completely not in control of your body or your mind, which just so everybody knows, just because you feel that way, doesn't mean it's true. You know, you can, DPDR is absolutely harmless. It's scary, but it's not, it's not actually hurting you. You're still fully in control of yourself. You can still do everyday things that you need to do. So don't worry if you feel that way, it's not dangerous for you to go out into the world while you're experiencing it. It just feels awful. It feels horrible, (laughs) but you can't let it stop you from doing things because that's pretty much how my agoraphobia started was because I let it stop you from doing things. But, um, basically like I would get these feelings when I would be driving that, I don't know, almost like, like I was just going to go blind or like, like, randomly I was just not going to be able to see or the environment around me was just going to shift and I was going to be somewhere else like oh I wasn't my God. yeah that's that's yes, a, exactly that's exactly how it would feel for me like when you say that alternate dimension thing for me it wasn't necessarily that but it would just be okay say I'm driving past a grocery store and I'm driving past the grocery store going down the road I would get I would get so scared that I was actually gonna be somewhere on the opposite side of town and just like snap into consciousness and realize that I wasn't where I thought I was does that does that make sense yeah yeah so that's how it was for me it still is like that for me but I just don't give it as much attention anymore so it's not as strong as it used to be but yeah no I totally totally get that that is like I swear I know everyone says that like their worst symptom is the worst symptom but I swear DPDR is just like ugh, it's so hard
1: Yeah, but in a way, it's, I'm okay with it because, you know, I feel that my symptoms kind of transforming is maybe a good sign because it was definitely harder for me. I mean, it's still hard for me, but like, honestly, maybe it is harder for me now, but I don't know, but the fight or flight was awful, but then this is prohibit, like, with fight or, sorry, I know I'm rambling, but with fight or flight, I feel like I could, jump off that cliff and you know wait for the safe landing but then with dpdr it's like i'm i don't want to say frozen but i mean 90 percent of my brain is not letting me go
0: i would say that frozen is like a somewhat accurate like term because dpdr is literally our body's fight flight freeze so you reach such an overwhelming state of fight or flight that your body hits freeze and then you feel like you're literally frozen like you feel like you can't do anything you feel like you can't go Any you feel like you can't socialize you can't I don't know for me it would be when I was in the really really bad thick of it when I was having it literally all the time for like months on end it felt like I couldn't do anything other than research it like I just felt like I constantly had to look stuff up about it to make sure that I wasn't losing my mind it, it is very debilitating. Yeah. But like I said before, it is not harmful. So, for who does deal with that, you don't have to be f- afraid of it. You don't have to freak yourself out by what we're saying. You are totally fine. It's just a scary feeling, it's not a fact.
1: Love that sentence. Very important.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I get it. It's so hard to push past that feeling, it is so, so hard. But just because it's hard doesn't mean it's impossible, Destiny. You know, you can do it. I know you can. I just think that you have to accept that worst case scenario that you are afraid might happen, might happen. Which I'm not saying it will happen and I'm not saying it's likely to happen. But when it comes to recovery, the whole crux of it is accepting uncertainty. So you can't do stuff. Just to prove to yourself that what you're afraid of isn't going to happen, you have to do stuff while accepting, "Hey, this might happen, but I'm going to do what I want to do anyways." Right. So, I think right
1: now. Sorry. No, go ahead. I think right now I'm just. I know that I'm habituating mm-hmm. in my recovery. I know mm-hmm. that I am, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to stop it because I want to be able to do things. No matter what the outcome is. Like being okay with either outcome. But I know that I do things knowing that at any point I can turn around and be home in a couple minutes. And it's not it's not uniform. Like I can't go five minutes in each direction. Like it's certain roads. It's certain routes.
0: Mm-hmm. So you've basically established a safe zone
1: in a way. Right. right.
0: Once you're, when you hit that five minute mark you probably are telling yourself okay if i really need to go home it's only 5 minutes away is I'm that telling myself that you are doing that yeah yeah see i i think that you <laughs> i know that you don't think you can do it but i promise you can you just have to i don't know i know that we don't necessarily love the idea of flooding exposures but you might just have to like tell Jesse or your mom or whoever like hey I'm gonna get in the car with you and you're gonna drive me to Target and you're not gonna let me leave until I go inside like it's almost like you
1: have to just do it you know make yourself do it I get that I know I need to it's just like it's literally like getting in the passenger seat genuinely feels like the equivalent to jumping off a cliff with no safety. And I know there is safety. I know, I know there is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's going to feel that way. I
0: think everybody who has been through the recovery process has felt that way. And I know when you're in the thick of it, you feel like you're the only one who thinks like this, but I promise you're not. I've had many, many moments where I've had to just literally throw myself off the cliff and just, just see what happens. And I'm still here. I'm still standing. So, I mean, there's only so much that anxiety can actually do to you. I know that you think that it's going to do some awful, terrible thing. Like for myself, my biggest fear was always insanity. You know, what if I reach a point of panic that's so bad that my brain just breaks and I go insane? And I had to get to the point where I just had to be okay with that possibly happening. Right. Yeah. So for you, do you have, what do you, at, at the core of it all, what, what are you afraid of? Cause I know everybody has that. Some people are afraid they're going to die. Some people are afraid they're going to go crazy. Like, what is your thing? Honestly, it's being away from my house. But what do you think is going to happen if you can't get back to your house? Do you think you're going to die? Like what, what is it? I think it's just feeling panic. so you're just so you are at the point where you're just afraid of being afraid exactly okay well you know what you got to do then you got to go be afraid
1: I just wish I could get back that courage I had in the beginning I know and I can I can
0: relate to that because I remember in the beginning I was very eager to go do exposures like I would go and I'd get in the car And I would almost be excited to have a panic attack. Like, I'd be like, yeah, let's do this. Let's go. Like, bring it on. And then I got to a point where it was like, um, actually, can you not? Yeah. Actually, I don't think I want this anymore. And you kind of get to that point where it's like, you feel like you should just be over it by now, almost. Like, (laughs) you feel like, why am I not recovered? I've been eager. I've been doing it. What's the problem? And at the end of it, you just, you just have to let time pass. You know, I know you said that you've read Dr. Claire Weeks books and that is what she says. You, that's the biggest part of recovery is you just have to let time pass.
1: Maybe rereading some books would be beneficial to me.
0: Yeah. And I know that for myself, every time I've had a setback, I would re-listen to, because I had the audiobook of of um, Hope and Help for Your Nerves, I think is the title of it and every time I hit a really big setback I would re-listen to that audiobook and it would kind of get me back in that frame of mind of you know that grind mindset like let's do this let's let's work on recovery bring it on whatever so maybe rereading some books would be helpful
1: I think so I just think I need I definitely needed this episode because I just I'm so stuck in my own head and in mm-hmm. my own thoughts hmm and I really, like, no one in my immediate life gets it mm-hmm. the way you do or people with anxiety do. And yeah, they're so helpful and I'm not bashing them at all, but it's like they've never been through it. So how could I? Yeah. yeah.
0: they How could you ever expect them to understand? Because from an outside perspective, it just doesn't make sense to people. You know what? Like, what do you mean you're afraid to go five minutes from your house? That's ridiculous. That's what, yeah. that's what like people with they don't understand just how awful it feels when you're in that situation, but we can't blame them. I mean, I wish that I was, (laughs) I wish I was one of them, but actually, no, I take that back. I don't wish I was one of them because now I feel like I have gone through this for a reason. And part of it is to help other people. So
1: I take that back. (laughs) Yeah. I feel but, like um, I'm just not on the other side yet, but... Yeah, I, I mean, don't I get me wrong, I'm that not... I've gone, I refuse to believe that I've gone through this for nothing. Yeah, I
0: think that genuinely, I'm one of those people that thinks everything happens for a reason. And even if we can't understand that reason, there still probably is a reason somewhere, somehow. But yeah, I, I refuse to believe that I just went through this for no reason. Right. And don't get me wrong, I am not fully recovered yet. Like, <laughs> I definitely still struggle I told you I had a panic attack on was it Saturday or sun, Sunday maybe yeah Sunday on my way to work I had a pretty pretty bad panic attack on the highway and then got stuck in dead stop traffic on the highway in the middle of that happening so that was that was great
1: <laughs> yeah I cannot imagine that yeah it one be on the highway again yeah I mean
0: it was it was really really hard but I just pushed through it, I guess, but I mean that's what you got to do, right? You just got to yeah. push through it. So yeah, I think through, I think that you need to work on your recovery plan, and you need to start doing
1: planned exposures again. Right, and I guess like as far as time goes, I I'm already out of the house at least three times a day anyway, mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. can into those times you know an extra little loop a little bit further on my way or
0: yeah like it's not as
1: hard as I'm making it I mean
0: I don't think that you should make it sound like you're you're being silly because you're not it is hard but you just have to do it like you you got to do it no matter how hard it is and I know that you can and you've done it before you went from being homebound to now having a safe radius which you probably thought that you would never have again and you just got to keep going you got to keep expanding it
1: I think for the first time in at least a month I'm believing that
0: yeah and you don't have to believe my words you need to just go and show yourself that you're capable
1: Just can't wait to prove it to myself and yeah, believing that I'm special because I genuinely do.
0: I know. I know you do. And I know for myself, like I dealt with that for a really long time too. And I would have time periods where I would be like, oh no, actually I'm not special. And then something would happen again. No, I am special. Why is this happening again? This doesn't happen to people, but nope, it does. Everything that you experience in the constant. In the context of anxiety, is normal. It's just part of it, right? I, mean,
1: I definitely had my moment where I was like, "Oh, I'm not special. This is when," mm-hmm. but then, you know, me being stagnant for so long, it's like, "Oh, maybe I am."
0: Yeah. Well, you went to Delilah's um, doctor's
1: appointment the other day, right? Oh yeah, that's that was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. T- uh, tell me about that. So. I, I the, first, the only doctor appointment I went to before that was when she was three days old. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, freshly out of the hot, Like, there was a day after we came home from the hospital, which was... First, I went 20 minutes away and then got transferred to 10 minutes away from home. So mm-hmm. it was hard, but I did it. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. And now she's 17 months almost. So I went, like, almost a year and a half without... Ta- like she's had doctor's appointments, and I, yeah, you just yeah. weren't
0: taking her to them, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and- that's a pretty big accomplishment to I me. Know. <laughs> and then tomorrow I have my first appointment in like three years. Yes. Oh my God, girl, you
0: are not canceling this one. I'm not, I'm not. I'm <laughs> you probably. are going, okay?
1: <laughs> I think getting to this is this the same place Delilah's was? So getting to Delilah's gave me that kind of proof of confidence. that i'm that I am capable yet yeah, confident yeah well that's good
0: you're gonna have to update us next week on how that goes because you said what three years since you've been to the doctor
1: yeah i've had like telehealth appointments but mm. i know it's time to and i think it'll go to you know go in person and i think it will help my health anxiety mm-hmm. so i'm excited for that and just to know that if i do get sick i don't have to panic at home about if i'm gonna die or not like i can go to the doctor
0: yeah, you can handle going to the doctor and
1: figuring out what's wrong. Getting medicine if I need it, Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a huge accomplishment, and I'm
0: really excited to hear about how that goes. I know, I'm so happy. Do you have the kind of health anxiety that, like, makes you want to know if there's something wrong with you, or some, or do you have it where, like, you don't want to know? It's both okay because mine's very much like lists. I don't want
1: to know like j- I just just let me die
0: yes exactly
1: <laughs> but then it's also like I'm so sick of freaking out about everything and if there are things because there are so like some minor things that I want to know what's going on and mm-hmm. like I want to fix it if I can mm-hmm. so I'm just it's it's big exposure for me to even be going and I know that if I get blood work from the moment my blood is drawn until I get the results I'm gonna be a mess But, and that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just trying to take this as an opportunity to feel anxiety while in my safe zone, but then still doing something out of my comfort zone, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a good first step towards this new exposure journey that you're going to start because now you have to start pushing yourself a little farther. You got to start doing more stuff that makes you uncomfortable. And I think that this doctor's appointment is a really good first step towards that. Right. Yeah.
1: I think it's recovery 2.0. Here we go. Yes, here we go.
0: (laughs) And I think you should also keep in mind that even quote unquote normal people get anxiety when it comes to going to the doctors. Like even people that don't have an anxiety disorder have some level of anxiety when it comes to waiting on lab results or blood work or anything like that. That's not just an anxiety thing which makes me feel a little bit better when it That's comes to different. that
1: kind of stuff there is one big thing about it that is the thing that I think triggered my health anxiety is my mom had breast cancer and it's like a genetic kind where I have a 50 percent chance of having the gene yeah and I'm about the age where I need to find out and if I do have it then I have to get all these surgeries and surgeries are so scary for me and I'm not even making it to the surgeon yet yeah So that's, I think that's what triggered my health anxiety, but
0: yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's totally reasonable, but when it comes to that kind of stuff, really, you just have to take it day by day. You just have to stay in the present moment and not really let yourself get into that futuristic what if thinking, because either way, I hate to say it and I hate to sound like it's me being insensitive because I promise it's not, but overthinking it and being anxious about it won't change what's gonna happen if it's gonna happen
1: that's very true
0: yeah that's something that I have to tell myself all the time like you know for myself with that fear of insanity I have to tell myself all the time that nothing that I'm doing is stopping that from happening even if I think it is if it was gonna happen it's gonna happen no matter what so I just gotta take it day by day
1: very true that does it's just something I definitely don't want to know, but I need to know because I have a child. So yeah, I gotta be there for her.
0: Yeah, of course. And it's scary when you have a kid and you are constantly thinking about what if I'm not going to be able to be there for them. You know, it's one of the scariest things ever to think like that.
1: Right. And then I know a bunch. If I do have the gene, then a bunch of mom guilt's gonna come with it because I had a child. And what if I passed it on to her? And but I don't know yet. So.
0: Yeah, there you go. What if, what if, what if? There we go. What if then? <laughs> okay, so doctor's appointment tomorrow. Let's see. Do I have anything coming up? Um, My cruise is in <gasps> 20 days? Today is the 19th, right? Yes, it is. So my cruise is in 12 days. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> yes. huge. Yes, the agoraphobic is going on a five-day cruise so <laughs> oh,
1: that's amazing
0: but, yeah this will be interesting I'm definitely really really excited I do have of course some anxiety about it but I think that's just normal anxiety that I'm feeling like yeah like any person would feel just a little bit nervous about whatever but um, yeah I'm really really excited we're going to the Dominican Republic and Turks and Caicos Ooh. so this agoraphobic girl is going to another country. <laughs> that's your biggest exposure yet, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: So, yeah, I'm super excited for that. Um, My kids are going with us. It's going to be super fun. And I'm honestly not afraid to panic because if I do, I know I'm going to be okay. And I feel like that's such a big milestone for myself because – I used to get in this headspace of every time I'd have a panic attack, it would be, oh my God, I'm back at square one. I can't keep doing this, whatever, whatever. And now I'm at the point where it's like, okay, yeah, I could have a panic attack. I might have a panic attack, but it'll pass because it always passes. I've never had a panic attack that has lasted forever. It might feel like it lasts forever. I've had ones that I feel like have lasted for weeks, which I know isn't actually true, but (laughs) I've had like periods of them but yeah it'll pass so I'm excited I'm so excited for you (laughs) yeah I feel like after this
1: you're gonna be unstoppable
0: I mean maybe I'm still I mean don't get me wrong I still do have like some driving stuff that I need to work on still um for myself I'm okay pretty much with being a passenger now it doesn't really bother me so much anymore but the farthest I've driven myself was when i went to the lizzo concert a few weeks ago i drove like 40 miles on the highway which was really 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 hard but i mean i did it and that's what matters so i still got to work on feel a lot of resistance when it comes to highway driving
1: but i'll get there but one thing i think we both need to remember is that anxiety in one place is the same as another Yes,
0: absolutely. So doing that
1: will help you with driving and doing You're driving right. will help you with this. You're
0: Honestly, thank you for that because that's so true. Of course. I'm so excited for you. You're
1: going to have so much fun.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely have to. We'll, we'll do when, okay, when I get back from the cruise, we're going to have to do an update episode where we just kind of talk about the exposures that we've been doing and how that's been going. Yes, that sounds yeah. really cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. So that means that we both have a lot of work to do.
1: Yes, we do. I need to have some good things to say.
0: Yes. Yes, you do. I, and I know you will. I know you will. And you need to start giving yourself more credit because you feel like you haven't been doing anything, but you literally took your doctor or your daughter to a doctor's appointment yesterday for the first time in a year and a half. So. I know. Give yourself a pat on the back, girl. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you have anything else you want to touch on?
1: No, I think this was really good. I feel yeah, too. Me too. Need me to too. It. Yeah. And I think that
0: um, you should do a little bit of structured planning on things that you're going to start doing, because once you get a little bit of a structure and you tell yourself like, I'm doing this no matter what, it helps. So I, I think it helps that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. We will definitely be back next week. Yes, we will. We'll be back on a consistent schedule again. I'm really, really excited. I missed doing this because honestly, the podcast gives me motivation as well, because I want to have exciting things to share with you guys. So I'm really, really
1: excited to be back. Same. Maybe that was my issue. I'll blame it on that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we'll have, we'll have some cool updates for you guys next week.
1: All right. Bye guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Love Love you guys.
0: guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye.